Yo, what is going on, everyone? Good morning, and welcome to Coffee with Creators. We are coming to you from 42 West 18th Street, live at Rum itself here in New York. If you're in New York, come say what's up. I got Ab C say with me today. You can say hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I, I'm glad to be here today. Seth, thank you very much. Adorama, thank you. Well, you're your you're family, so we're going to get into this. But before we jump into that, I want to give a quick shout out to Flashpoint for sponsoring today's episode. You guys know Flashpoint. It's Adorama Zenos brand. We've seen Ab Cisse also use Flashpoint on the channel. If you guys are looking for lighting gear, grip, anything you need to get going studio-wise, you got it. Flashpoint has probably got the widest range of stuff for you to choose from, and it'll keep you in budget, so you can keep on going and grow that kit out. So check out the link down below for all the Flashpoint stuff. And I want to give a huge shout-out to Brulita for the coffee. Cheers, mate. Cheers. What'd you get today? I have a chai with oat milk. A chai with oat milk. And, and actually, it's not its not like very grainy. Like, this is the smoothest oat milk I've ever had. The smoothest oat milk mm. I've ever had. And a chai? So it's like it's... It's unbelievable. Checks in the mail app from Brulita. Don't worry about it. <laughs> check. Back it up. I want a truck, not a check. All right. What's going on? Everybody's in the chat. Vagar, Brad. We know all these people mainly because... Vagar, what's up? You Actually, I should say you know these people mainly because you were live on a Twitch channel for quite a while. You were like probably the VIP of the Twitch channel, I'll say, because we had we have a photo community, and you were the guy holding it down on... Well, we, we were Tuesdays, right? Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. I did the demo during the day. And then you went live at night, and we were holding down the channel for the photo nerds. So for those of you who don't know Ab say first of all, one of my favorite people in the world. I, I love this guy to death. He's one of the most optimistic guys I've ever seen, which balances out my pessimism like no tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we constantly go back and forth, keeping each other going a bit. But his lighting techniques, unbelievable. His chops, his experience, his knowledge, incomparable. All right? I love this guy from his taste level to his technical level. I mean, it's unbelievable that you can get – as much technical as well as just like a tact and a sophistication and an elevation of what you do, which is exactly what he brings to us on Adorama TV with his series Leveling Up, which is exactly what you do. There are levels to this. Yeah, he, he <laughs> sent joking. me like 40 different versions of that clip. Like, Seth, what do you think of this? There's there's levels to this. Like, you did like 40 takes of that. So, thing. Seth. Oh, boy. Are you ready for a little trivia? Uh, live <laughs> trivia. <laughs> yes. So, what happens if you mix a Mamiya camera, oh boy. and a Brulita coffee together. What do you get? A Mamma Mia? One second. Oh, no. Oh, my God. He has a bag. He had this prepared. I hey, your man bag. came back. See? Look at that. You're one, you're my one man. fan. See? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You guys got to come see me live. If you mix a Mamiya 6 and a Brulita coffee, yeah. he, he runs away. I'm listening. Stop. This, is a, this is a show here. It's okay. I dropped my knife. Deep breath. Don't worry. It's not a knife. <laughs> this is what you get. This is an original. Oh, no. From the factory. Don't touch it yet. Whoa, oh. From the factory. This is, this is a 30-year-old B-stock mug that I found in the original Mamiya warehouse, and it's yours, Seth. Oh, it's mine? It's yours. I can yours. have this? That's yours. So, Fernando. You get an original. Oh, do you not have one of these, Fernando? I'm sorry. Yeah, well, yes, this is a Mamiya mug. Thank you very yes. much for noticing. Is and it slimming? Is it slimming? One of the things we're going to talk about on today's show is planning. Because Seth tells me I plan too much, but... I don't plan at all. I have something for Seth. Hey, Vanessa, join the chat. How are you? An original Mamiya okay, memo pad. That's baller. And it's still in good condition. It's like 30 years old. This isn't just a... And so, Seth, just so that you could plan, <laughs> you get an original Mamiya memo pad. 
I love you so much. Uh, this is and just a Mamiya memo pad. This is graph paper, which is like, you know, an add-on feature. And Fernando, I didn't leave you out. I didn't leave you out, because Fernando, this is where I get a little cheesy. You, you, no, you I'm get joking. A little cheesy now? <laughs> you get a little cheesy? I brought you a keychain oh, color wheel. Cool. So that you can balance out all the colors in your life. Did you go to the Did you go to the MoMA gift shop before you came here? Is that what just happened? Any time, Fernando. Any time. And that's. Oh, oh, you don't have one. That's all you get. Oh, no, sorry. Fernando, I don't have. That's one. all you get. They can't hear you anyway, so shut up. And that's actually really cool. That's a cool keychain. Really cool, you can you can actually moves around, yeah. and you Hang can you can line up your different second. colors. Color wheel app. Hang on. No, there's a color wheel. <laughs> you know what? When they when the whole grid shuts down, he'll still be. I uh, have a color wheel, and you won't. So let's talk about planning, Seth. <laughs> you can't. See, he came <laughs> prepared. Can't. He's like, I've watched every episode. I'm not gonna fall into those traps that Seth puts people into. First I don't feel trapped. I, uh, I have coffee. I got a question. First of all, thank you so much because this is actually this is pretty. You baller. can't find that. That this you'll never awesome. find. You'll never find that. I, you could, man, is this is this like a logo of another era or what? So you could put that on your desk, and on your desk you have a Mamiya memo have pad. Have you seen my desk? And you'll have no. Wait, eh. Find a square inch over it's, here. It'll be all right, <laughs> it'll, but it matches. Look, let's let's jump into. Uh, I was gonna say Adorama's work, but it's absolutely. <laughs> and you got me all shook up now. Oh, no, is, but is me he and, blushing? Is Seth blushing? <laughs> no, I'm I just like a redhead. This. We're see through. So. I, I have red hair too. <laughs> yeah, you are a redhead. So. That's one thing I really want to get into because you and me are complete opposite ends of things, but I still feel like we work well really together. Mm -hmm. I mean, we work together on, a, on the Halloween workshop. We work together on the Twitch channel. All the time we're doing stuff. And I do feel like we go back and forth as far as like talking about lighting techniques and styles and stuff. And we seem to come on the same conclusions on things. But I am absolutely a different type of workflow. You, it's a mood board. It's weeks of planning. It's Excel sheets. It's this. I'm like... I drove him crazy with the Halloween workshop. You know what I'm talking about on Adder on this channel? <laughs> you look up the Halloween workshop from mm -hmm. 2021, and uh, he was like, Seth, I love you, but I got to open up Excel now. And then you just like, you ruled my life. So I'm on the fly. You're super prep heavy. What? How long did it take you to realize that you needed that as a workflow? Was it just like every time he did something, like, I better add this, I better add that? Has this been like an ongoing thing? Was it from the start you were always like this? I think... I think the, the moment is when you have the come to Jesus moment that you need it less than everybody around you. And collaborating with multiple people, being able to present what the plan is, does so much to keep everybody on the same page so that you can quickly get to like achieving some sort of flow. You're and, big on flow. You're real big yeah. on flow. So you, you, one, one thing you've always said was one of the most important things on set is my playlist. 100%. I think the music, the, mu the, the tone of the set, like one of the things people forget as photographers is it, at the end of the day, you want to get to the point where you can actually start focusing on how people feel, right? Like the technique of taking a picture, anybody can learn that part. Getting to the point of getting the best picture out of the situation. And I say situation because maybe we're not photographing a person, maybe we're photographing a dog, maybe photographing still life, whatever it is. I think the, most, the more that you can do to get that energy dialed in is hugely helpful. And I, I, when I meet with my team at work, every time that something goes wrong, the number one issue is we never had an earthquake. <laughs> we've, we've never had a flood. New York, baby. 
we we have had a squirrel bite through a power line. Haven't we all? Which I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, they do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You don't shut down an entire building during a shoot. A squirrel biting through a power line. It survived. No. Yeah, I didn't. No, that. it was yeah. like a squirrel. It was like a little uh, <laughs> acorn by the time it was done. Frittered. <clears throat> but I I think it it does a lot to bring everybody at ease knowing that there is a plan in place because whether you like it or not, not having a plan is a plan. That's true. It's true. I just get frustrated with being put into this thing. And I'm of the mindset of like, I don't want to know how it turns out. Like that's kind of how I like to shoot things. And mm -hmm. like, once I get into like, no, it's going this way, I'll get it there. But I mm -hmm. kind of like, I have an intent, but not a final destination. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. hey, can I, I can make a horrible analogy and I hope I can get away with it on this channel. Oh boy. I promise you. No, when you get up in the morning, right? You could get in the shower and then you could just go outside, right? Okay. But you know that nine out of 10 times things will go horribly wrong, right? <laughs> okay. So by the simple act of getting, getting dressed, by putting on shoes, you already have a plan for the day. By eating breakfast, there's already a plan in place. So when it comes to a production, take it one step further and just plan out what is gonna give you more success on that production. No, I get it. And I also, to clarify, you guys should know that he's often working with a team and they all have to be together on it. And you're also working with not just like, oh, I got this model. No, I mean, right here, all this energy. You have someone with an actual talent that has all this ability, physical ability, and you got to hone in a lot of moving parts, no pun intended. And I've watched you work, right? The Canon R3 video that we put on our channel was a great example of that when you had... Actually, is that from this? No, it's not. No, this is the it's a same model. Shot, yeah, though. Similar shot, though. Uh, the Canon R3 video, I watched you know getting the jumps and all this stuff and you're like no i need that skylight open like it was amazing to watch you work and uh first of all it's a privilege to be on your set i gotta tell you i really do you. enjoy it's a privilege having you on set no nah, you kidding me man like I, I and that's one of the things i love about our game and i gotta say and i bet i know you feel this way the stage you and me are at after all these years that we don't have we have this like rapport in the industry and you're allowed to go on people's sets and you're allowed to go step in a little bit and 100%. um I absolutely consider it uh, a privilege to get on your set, letting you, let, having you let me see how you do things. We talk about things. You ask for input on things, and I think that's very. Um, I think that's the place to aspire to get to, as opposed to I need to get published. I need to, like no, you want to get the community and the peers to respect you. Everything else will come. And I just want to have fun, and I, and I think that, if, like, so if I if I had the examples of some shoots I've done, first of all, thank you for saying that. Those yeah, all very kind words. Like the, the one shoot I did with the model on the roof with like a parachute, yeah, right? I got that. And this was one of those shoots in which the goal of the shoot is to do something that looks like it has a little bit of danger involved in it. And if you're doing anything where there is any danger involved, you quickly need to gain people's trust that you have thought out everything to make sure that there are no issues, you know? Yeah, you actually took a bunch of flack for this one a little bit, right? You went uh, lot, like, intentionally. a lot of the, Yeah, in the comments, people were like, are you kidding me? You have a, a person in a giant parachute on a building. But if you actually watched the Twitch channel prior to when he did this shoot, Ab walked you through, here's the props, here's how I'm going to cinch it down, here's how I know nothing's going to be moving, here's how I'm making sure it's going to be safe. And I just put out that video where I yelled at everybody for doing unsafe shoots. Mm -hmm. You make it look like it's something, I mean, well, I just missed it. You make it look like it's something that's bananas, but you absolutely went on the professional route of, no, 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 no matter what, this girl was safe. Yeah, and so we actually had, 
it's still crazy. I have some crazy climbing rope, and I learned all these different knots. Yeah. Like, I've never, I would have been the worst Boy Scout in the world. I still, I still don't even <laughs> tie my shoes the way normal people tie their shoes. But I learned to tie all these knots. We, like, tied it off to the building. We had multiple sandbags. And then this is one of those things where it's like, don't you know when people are always posting, like, Instagram versus reality, you know? Yep. The reality of trying to get a parachute to actually fill with air. This is a gorgeous. Like takes gorgeous. so much work. Like you need a parachute wrangler. I don't know. You're full of it, hot air. You didn't just blow really hard. You didn't just talk <laughs> a bunch. Are you sure about that, sir? I can, you see what I have to deal with? I'm taking it back. <laughs> but no, and, and so part of planning is safety on set. Yes. And also getting people's trust. Because if you just go and you like, you get anyone off the street, like, we're going to put a parachute on you, and we're going to put you on a New York City rooftop, and we're going to make it look like you're blowing away. It's like, maybe it's not a good idea. But when you explain the process, and so even the model before this shoot, the model came to the studio, and we were testing how to properly rig it to her and how to cinch the parachute off and different ways to fill it with air. And she felt so part of the process that she was actually telling other people on set, like, no, don't you have to worry about it. Like, it's fine. I'm good. I'm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And this way she feels more freer to actually, like, do her thing on set. So I think planning is – the only problem with planning is time. So it's like, what's the proper amount of planning for the amount of time or what the actual shoot dictates? See, I don't you know? think it is time. First of all, for some, just to be clarify again, like, mm -hmm. when it's something like this, yes, I prep for it. But I'm saying, like, a serious plan, like, on the day of, like, how I'm going to shoot. It's like, I just kind of want to flow with it a little bit. But – if you're doing something crazy, yeah, you're going to want to make sure everything's safe and all that stuff. People come, leave as they came to your set. That's my motto of it. But there is something that you do, and it, you do communicate that ahead of time. Yeah, so of you'll course. communicate to the team. You're like, look, I want to get there. I kind of want to see everything, and I want to build it on the fly, which is great because now every, no one feels as if though that they're part of – they're not – no one feels as if though they're failing. They know yeah. that they need to wait. For you give you space and i think that's part of the plan is simply telling people like look I, I can't tell you how many video shoots in which i tell people just you guys know for this shoot there is no plan but this is how i see it going no yeah I'm, I, you're leading a team for sure 100 and um but my thing is like when you say it's just time planning here's my here's my main issue with it mm -hmm. the more i put into it the more i'm over before i get it done if I'm already in the headspace of it and I just did like 25% of it, I'm already bored with it. I want to just move on to another So a question thing. for you. Okay. Have you tried it and did you hate it? Tried what? Planning. Look, you all you, – I, Oh, I got him. Uh, I got him. <laughs> you you plan to some degree, but you got to admit, you and me are completely. You go to another level with plan. I don't even write things down. Like I just go like, this is. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I got you. Um, I just think uh, I I just feel like I'm too much in a box if I overplan. Mm -hmm. You you go far, man, and and it's very professional. It's super professional, and you can see it in your models uh, posing. Like they already know what's happening. They're comfortable. If you have someone that's just kind of like unsure it comes through pretty quick and you work with models you've definitely had a rapport with that you have to have trusted you and you have to gain that trust and part of gaining that trust is making sure they're safe you know which is i had the amount of comments i got that i had to fight of mm -hmm. people going like no, no no they know what they're getting into how do you say that to somebody no i like the trolls i like when people are just like need a reason to engage and I feel like you're seeing something over my shoulder. That I'm, not I'm reading the chat. I'm making oh. sure, you know. I need glasses. See, you have glasses. You're cheating. See, you planned. I'm cheating. You I, planned I'm... to see. I didn't plan to see the thing. See, I could have I stepped my game glasses. up a little bit. I actually do. 
I've never seen you wear glasses. Funny story, I oh, wear wait, glasses. Oh, no, wait, that's true. I have seen you wear glasses. Now I just, I don't realize I need glasses until I'm in another state and I have to drive. <laughs> and I can't realize I can't see any sign anywhere. And, I, and then, I, then I have to bring my glasses. No, I'm 100%. I'm serious. This is what it's like being around creatives. I just want you guys to realize the methodology. Like, New York is mapped out. I know that little moving thing over there. If it's moving its head, it's a pigeon. If it's going like this, it's a rat. Like, I, I don't need to. I can't actually see the difference between a squirrel, a rat, and a pigeon. Oh, my God. But if I put glasses on, then I get all this, this clarity. As far as the chat goes, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to ask. I mean, I got you got ab prime time here. Any pre-production questions? Yeah. And anything. you're going to be at Imaging with me. Yes. And you're going to be doing a class that I, I actually pitched for you <laughs> where I was like, hey, uh, you don't do anything as far as commercial campaign classes. And this guy can walk you from A to Z on how to get a commercial campaign together. So I am super excited for this. Plus, it's at a different time than my class, so I can actually go to it. So I'm super excited. So you should see the planning I'm putting into this. Oh, gosh. You should see, because you know what? That, don't you know that thing that people say, like, imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, you're big on that imposter syndrome thing. It's, I'm not big on it. You know what? It it's one of those things where I always feel like when you know a lot, you realize that you don't know enough, right? Well, and you start so, realizing what you need to fill the gaps. Yeah, and yeah. so you actually want to fill all the gaps, which is almost impossible. And so, like, there's a software I use called Notion in which I've started writing down notes of, like, my complete process to organize a commercial shoot and it is so detailed it would drive you crazy and i'm so excited to teach this <laughs> class because now i'm thinking like what do i have to take out of the class because it's, it's turning into like a three-day seminar not like a three-hour class yeah but you got to do multiples of it you know that right you're doing pre-con it's just one i'm only doing one one like twice over i do it's pre-con <laughs> see I, I, I would. These are questions I uh, need to we ask. We might have to check on that, Angela. If you're watching, call me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I could do that. I could do one after another. I'm, well, I, I know it's a three-hour block, so maybe it's two ninety. So when minute. I did the pre-con, and pre-con mm -hmm. means before the conference, when I did it, I had to. I'm not kidding. Three of the same class, three times over. So three hours, over, over, over. When I did it for nine hours straight, I went straight on, and I kept forgetting what I already said from another class. So I was like, wait, did I go over that part? Did we shoot that shot yet? I was like, ah. It was all speed lights, too, so I was sweating pretty hard. I blew through batteries like no tomorrow. Well, I'm going to have a very well-organized presentation. I know you are. So if I do forget something. See, I want you to be up there with, like, a towel and be, like, you know, like you're sweating like a preacher. I want you like this, you know, throwing it. I want you to no, get but you in it. It's so I could get to that point. <laughs> like, I want to get to the point where <laughs> I am sweating I like this. And like when I come preacher. back, I want you, like, one, the vest is off, the sweat is flying. I want to see it. We, that's another video, Steph. <laughs> Fernando, February, leveling up with Ab Cisse, sweating like a preacher. Oh, man. You know, one of the things I love about <laughs> Ab is that he uh, hawks used the uh, used department a lot to find all the cool stuff that you probably don't know about. He's got the Mamiya 6. And look what here. I got from Adorama used got, department. He got the Mamiya 6 from Adorama used. It's unbelievable. Well, one of the things Ab has that he, he, he snuck out from underneath my nose is the Pro Photo Globe. And the Profoto Globe is one of these you know, modifiers that over the years broke on so many people from being just a, a globe of plastic. And I tried to get one for years. They stopped making it probably like, like 10 years ago, maybe more. And then you bought it right out of the Adorama Used Department, right under my nose. Because you know what? Because you planned. So know what I did? <laughs> when, when I knew that used stuff was going on sale, I set a calendar invite for every <laughs> single day to check the Adorama Used Department for the thing that I wanted. And so every day I would check if they had the Pro Globe. Are you saying you planned? Oh, I planned it. 
And the moment that Pro Globe came up for sale, which you can't find anywhere. Because I've searched the earth. He's got like three sitting on a shelf. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Because you know what? And I set up Google Alerts. Yeah, you do. So if if any of them came on the market anywhere in the world, I was going to find one. And what happened? Adorama. Boop, 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 boop. He he sends me a picture of like, I just bought it from your spot. I I, I felt, I can't tell you how betrayed I felt. I didn't didn't even know that they were putting some of that stuff into use. I tried to get the narrow beam reflectors, but Mm -hmm. I was like, nah. Why not? Um, and they were a great deal. They were a great deal because they were beat up by whoever had them first. It's okay. Some some things do a little bit better with a little patina. Oh, trust me. I got that beauty dish with the three dents in it. There's something about those dents. Except a beauty dish. And beauty dishes, people just actually really don't know, like, the beauty in using a beauty dish. When I, 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 we won't even get on that. Well, a lot of people don't use a beauty dish. They just throw it at everything and think that that's, like, an, an answer to everything. But it, mm-hmm. it, it's really a specific modifier. It is. It really is. And when you understand it, you get a lot out of it. And it's supposed to be used with a specific head. You know who makes great ones? Profoto makes – actually, Profoto makes my favorite. The Profoto one I got right there. Molo makes my second favorite. Actually, hold on. Go ahead. Spiel. Seth, Seth is going to get – is this the dented one? Because I don't oh, – no, I don't hold – I want a brand new one. I, I don't hold dented reflectors, Seth. So Seth is going to get a brand new beauty dish. And I think there's other stuff in there as well. There's a lot. There's, of there's, so, this is – All right. No, I'll talk – we'll do this. So this, first of all, this is the first ever new beauty dish I ever had. All right, so this is like, this and, is, and let's just—if you can't see it, there's Seth written on the box. Yeah, because I don't want people walking out of here with it like and, they did to somebody else's. But they can't actually read what that says, so it could say "Take me," <laughs> and you actually wouldn't know the difference. This is uh, a diffusion gel that I use over it when I want, when I need to. Which one? Um, man, I love a good piece of diffusion. It's not spun. I think it's. Um, I can't remember. I can tell just by looking. First of all, I can, I can smell it. Definitely yeah, well, Roscoe. You did a whole video on Definitely it. Roscoe. It, yeah, it is Roscoe. Oh, this is like a frost. Yeah, it's a frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a dense one. It's pretty dense. That's a nice. Oh, oh this, is, this is beautiful. Yeah, man. This is beautiful. Look at that. Bada bing, huh? Forget and about so it. And so the silver one's actually... Ooh, this is brand new. So here's the thing. I want to replace the the def, the, de, the deflector dish what? with the transparent. Not it it because I have one on my Speedatron version and I like the transition a lot more. But this this dish is like my favorite dish of all. This time. so this one's super contrast with this yeah. polished interior. Yeah, it is. Super and they put. I mean, if you look at it, this is almost like if you get your car waxed. Yeah. And they put. What do you call that coating? You put on a, like. The undercoating? <laughs> this is like an overcoating. I don't know what you call it. With but, the wax coat? But the silver is actually much more direct than the white one. Look at the silver is not my favorite. And I, like I think you have to use it. If you don't use this with a, like a pro head, I don't think that they look as nice a dome if you're using them. A dome does help, but I don't ever, I've never gone like, oh, man, I wish I had a dome with it. I do say I do wish I had a dome sometimes with six-foot strips, like to get the six-foot strips. Filled, but, like, it does... You can notice a difference if you're looking for it, but I don't think I've ever put it on like a like a B10X and gone like, oh man. Oh, it makes a huge difference. Trust me. I know, I know it makes a huge difference, but it's also a huge difference if you're if you're wider than tighter. If actually, go for it. No, it reminds me of those new the um those new Godox reflective panels that just came out. You 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 mean the the ones that look like those Dado reflective panels? No, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I do think that's what the interior of this looks like. Is the there's so much nuance to the texture, in terms of making sure the color's proper. Well, it's also like the the depth. I think makes a massive difference. Is like the depth of it. 
And I think the Flash 2 needs to be fully exposed in a reflector like this to really to get what it's designed for. And so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do think the beautiful part about lighting is that you don't have to always use everything for what it was designed for, right? Exactly. right? Yep. And I like the microphone. You could just use it to hit your head on it, or you could <laughs> use it to talk to. And so I, I think that one of the things that I I have the funnest time doing is kind of deconstructing something and finding like other uses for it to get amazing and predictable results. Well, that's the which, thing, right? That I think I always say that in every demo. Mm -hmm. Lighting is a science and a feel, but all lighting's predictable. We're not guessing here. We call it theory, but we know what's going to happen if we did this. And you just keep on storing up those things one after another, you know? So making changes isn't a guess. No, but see, that's where I would disagree. Okay, let's do it. Because I feel as if, though, sometimes I have no clue what's going to happen. <laughs> that wasn't my stomach. That was the heater. They can't hear it anyway. Don't <laughs> no worry problem. about it. But, yeah, so I, I feel like that I can anticipate what's going to happen with a light shaper, but you never really know till you – like. The, depending on what the subject is, depending on the, the distance away from the no, subject. But you know depending that on this will make it larger, this will make it softer, but you just don't sure, you're not sure what the perception of that change will do to that specific subject. That's a different story. But you know what you're changing on that light. Oh, correct. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, don't still, what's up? <laughs> I gave you that one. Take the freebies when I hand them out. Okay? Oh, come on, when I, man. when I do a gimme, you just got to like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come that. on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's questions in the chat. Mm -hmm. So, uh, where the dense and where the dense and brown gaffer tape? That's the famous Daniel Norton uh, beauty dish that's at my studio that we have in Chelsea here. But I still haven't been to the studio. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't been to the studio. I want to go to your studio and I want to eat pizza. Oh, see, I don't want to digress. See, see, see. This is my show. Okay, we're not talking. <laughs> we're not talking about pizza right now. Even though I brought it up, I can't help myself. So me and Ab. When he was live on Twitch, he would talk about pizza, and we'd go and fight with each other to Don't a point where I'd call him while he was live and tell him how wrong he is about pizza. Because Chicago has the best pizza in the world. Chicago is a casserole. And yes, I'm, I'm at 42 West oh, 82nd Street. Eight, 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 you think you're on 82nd Street right now? 18th. I said 18th. I said 18th Come on, Booby. I said 18th Street. <laughs> It's the it's the coffee. Forty two West Eighteenth Street. There was an eight Listen, and a two in there. See? If you can't walk and eat your pizza, it's not it's not doing its job. <laughs> you know, I, I, listen. I know I hate Chicago pizza, but yo, Fernando, my food guy. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's a casserole, homie. Like it's come on. I think it's that. Good and it's good, but it's a casserole. And Seth says he doesn't plan. He planned the pizza joke. A hundred percent. He planned. Joke? Where did it come from? You just brought that out of nowhere. What joke? About the pizza. That's you brought up pizza. No, I didn't. Am I in, where am I? What am I doing right now? What I, am I, doing? I brought up. I brought up casserole, technically. <laughs> <laughs> Not, <laughs> so I don't. I don't know what you're talking about when you talk about pizza, because I thought I was talking about a casserole. You know what? My first camera was a Pentax ZX50 with a 28 to 80 millimeter lens that was like variable 3.5 to 5.6. Wow, that's super, you, you really remember and, that. But the first camera I wanted was a Leica. <laughs> and my, my teacher was like, you shouldn't start with a Leica. And I was like, why not? I want to start with a Leica. I saw it in the magazine, it looked cool, the ad looked good, I wanted a Leica. And it was the most expensive camera, so I said, that's the one I need. And she was just <laughs> like, no. So I went, to, I went and got the Pentax ZX50. And I sold it, and I got a Canon EOS 3. At the same time, I got a Mamiya RZ67. The EOS 3, that's one with the first eye tracking, right? 
I've never used any of that. Yeah, all that weird, like, looking somewhere and it focuses for you. I think that was the EOS 3. The only technology I need is that the camera actually focuses. Yeah. If, well, it, if it focuses, I'm good. It's funny that he says that now because the second something comes out, in 37 minutes after the release, I'll get a text from, yo, Seth, I want that. Yo, what is it? I don't even know what it is, but I want that. I'm like, actually, Ab, they found that this camera is known in the state of California to cause cancer. I don't care. I want it. Like that's <laughs> that's just a Prop 65 warning. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> that's you, really, you really do get excited by the gear, which is kind of fun. Anything that can make my life easier is... Like, I just got the, the DJI Osmo Pocket, yeah, right? Yeah, we're both fans of it. Because one of the things I want to do is when I'm teaching... Oh, by the way, that's really cool. What, this? The, the, oh, we, the Brooklyn Reflector. We were talking about pizza, but I don't want to interrupt the flow of the gear talks. So. No, 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 no. Leave this, up, leave this up here, man. This is one of our props. i gotta give you, I got to give you your fill. Uh, uh, oh, wow. Look at that, man. It actually makes a big difference. Yeah, but you got this nice warm glow coming in with this neutral. Mm, look at you, girl. I just, Get it. Mm. I just like to hear you talk like that. Mm. Keep on. Mm. Fernando, you got a camera? Mm, this is swipe I'm, up I'm material. I'm photo ready. Yeah. <laughs> I need my makeup done. I will say, I will say, Ab gave me one of the best compliments ever when he started seeing the episodes come out of this series. And he said, the first thing he said was, yo, the lighting is insane. I was like, the lighting is really good. good. You guys see the picture? The picture looks really, really good. Oh, man. What were we just talking about? Uh, gear? Oh, so I, I think anytime. Anytime a piece of equipment can become less of a barrier to you getting to where you want to get to, yeah. then I think there's a huge advantage. And I think that, so since I, I do photography and production for a living, right? And so if I own 10 cameras at any given time, well, it's like a chef who owns like multiple knives. It's like, if I can get the exact tool to solve the exact problem, for me, then there's one less barrier between me and getting to the actual creative. Well, I, that's the thing. When you go to Ab's studio, he has some of the most expensive modifiers you'll ever see. But the thing that you have to remember is, as professionals, we have to deal with these things every day. It's not like, a, oh, it's nice to have. It's, a, I don't want to be frustrated today, and I have to get this done today. And I think it's, it's, it's not for everybody to have super specialized tools, especially if you're hobbyists, especially with uh, restraints on resources and stuff like that. But when you're at a level where this is what you're doing every day and a lot of people are depending on you, brands are depending on you, the studio itself is depending on you, that's what you're going towards. I mean, you can't really compensate for that sometimes. Uh, yeah, we can make anything work. But if that's every day, at some point you go, you know what, let me just buy it. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's one of those things where people will say, and I know here, I hope the chat blows up when I say this, when people say that gear doesn't matter, don't think about gear, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard in my, in my life. I'm with you on that. I think equipment matters. Ask a chef if the knife matters. They're going to be like, yeah, the knife matters. Ask them if the pan matters. Ask them if cooking over electric versus cooking over um, fire matters. As someone who's driving a car, talk to an F1 racer. Like, car doesn't matter. It's the driver. It also, and they're going to be like, uh, yeah, the car still matters. You know? Yeah, yeah, but it matters, one, if you care about what the process was like to get to an end result. Two, if you're okay with the level of that end result. And like I said, I think the discussion's wrong on does the gear matter? Of course it does. But having to say, I can make it happen with anything, okay, if it took you two more hours, if it wasn't exactly what you want, like, no, there's a reason for things. You're shooting with a 102 megapixel medium format camera, you're getting a way different result than a Rebel crop sensor, like whatever megapixel. Yeah. It's a major difference. And I think there's something professional photographers need to realize. Like, let's say, hypothetical, right? Let's say I get a Lamborghini. Right. And you see me You're never getting out of it once you're in it, by the way. Right. I know. I'm stuck. I'm <laughs> I'm going to get it made around me. Right. And so, Seth, I could hear that in my headphones. 
No, I'm joking. <laughs> so let, let's say if I get a Lamborghini, I'm going to go to some parking lot somewhere, and I'm going to just start ripping that thing throughout the whole entire parking lot, and I'm going to have the time of my life. And some professional driver is going to come up to me and say, you're not a real driver. And I'm going to run them over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm, I'm doing it for another reason. Some people want to go into Central Park. They want to look at a bird through an 800-millimeter lens, and they want to take a picture of that bird, and they are having the time of their life. God bless them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to talk to them about being a professional photographer or the gear mattering, and they got bird eye autofocus. It's like, let them have fun. Yeah. They're just putting more money into the pockets of the camera manufacturers. So they, you know, like I wish people still made film cameras. Pentax. You, which one do they still make? Pentax is, start, is, is in the process of a project where they are getting their old engineers back to teach mm -hmm. young engineers about the film mechanisms, and they're trying to put out a whole back out film cameras. What country are they based out of? Is, that, is Pentax Taiwan? It might be Taiwan. That could get that could get special. There, there are some questions in the chat. We're going to get to them. So the one wolf folks is asking, "What's your holy grail setup? One camera, one lens, one light, one mod." It doesn't exist. Nice. It, it doesn't. I, it, it's. I. So this is one of those things. I've spent so much time in my life to never have to get backed into that corner, that it just. If, but but, a, a, apply a situation to it like. You're photographing a baby, and like, what's your go-to camera? It's gonna be like, I'm probably gonna use like a Canon R5 with a 24 to 105 millimeter lens, because I really want the autofocus to work crazy. I'm probably gonna take way more pictures than I want to, and so I wouldn't do that on my GFX, right? right? My daily driver, I'm gonna use the GFX. I love the format, the fact that it's like not as horizontal it's like four or five the 100 megapixels is insane it's amazing and it's it's in my hands it feels like a little point and shoot you know well, yeah it's also a bigger camera. it just feels better so uh, it's it's go ahead pentax is Jap japanese says ronald me i believe that i i was just i think they're manufactured i don't know it's, it sounds like something very japanese yeah, yeah. i mean that's where the a huge amount of the used used market is now because they never use the cameras over there for yeah. some period there's a whole thing about Pentax and Ricoh in the chat. Right. I'm actually thinking about getting a P Pentax, um, about getting a Ricoh GR3 just for fun, but I'm right. still going back and forth yeah. in my head about that one. It's got the leaf shutter, built-in NDs. It's like the G it's like the X100V, but like without a viewfinder. I'm like, I don't know. Dude, I, I think anything, anything, any piece of equipment you can get that reduces the barrier between you and taking a picture, you should get. And I also think that very rarely is a camera going to make you creatively better? No, it won't. And, and I think that's the argument that people need to say, is I think when someone's wondering what camera to get, I think the next question a professional should ask them is just like, well, what barriers are you currently facing when you're taking pictures and what are you photographing? Right. You, you know? have to look at it as a utility. Uh, utility. You have 100%. to look at it like a tool and you have to figure out what you're trying to do with it. And sometimes it's just that you like it, the way it, the interface, because it's, it's your glue to what's happening in, in front of your lenses, what's in your hands. So if you're not, even no matter if it has the amazing, most amazing specs in the world, if it doesn't feel right, if it's not making you enjoy picking it up, it's not the right tool. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Are you going to own a Lamborghini in Alaska? Yeah, right. Maybe not be the best idea, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or you could be that one guy, Lamborghini oh, you know, You know they're there. <laughs> I know that one guy. <laughs> My mic isn't working. Check one, check. You sure? Okay. All right. Is it? Let me know if my mic's not working somehow miraculously. 
If not, we'll just we'll figure it out. Talk, Seth, you just have to talk really, really loud, and they can hear you on my mic as well. Your mic has been quiet this whole stream. No. That means I just get to talk more. No, I'm playing. I but. don't know. So, uh, okay. Anyway, so as far as, like, the gear goes, you settled into the GFX system pretty mm -hmm. heavily. Uh, what, aside from the 4-5 factor of it, and you've also gotten in your hands on the GFX 100 Mark II. The which, second. I have it now. Yeah. Oh, it is, it is in my, yes. I hate you so much. Don't hate me. I, it has been quiet. Thought it was just me. All right. All right. Go Don't worry. Talk about how much you like the GFX. So, hey, Miguel, what's going on, man? Glad, glad you're in the chat. So, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's one of those things where ultimately anything that you can use that reduces friction between yourself and taking a picture is what you're looking for. Because the moment you're uncomfortable, like the moment some, I can, the air conditioning can be on like 60 degrees. I'm having an amazing time. The moment something stops working, you, it's almost like you start sweating. And you start thinking about making things work versus taking the photo. And I think you want to just get to the point where you're taking the picture. I, 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 so for me, uh, what I'm noticing, especially, like it took me, a, it, I actually stepped back a little bit. and was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm working completely different. Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing more stuff before I even take the camera off my face. So now I'm able to shoot with strobe, squeeze a button, kill the strobe, shoot with ambient, get eye autofocus, get the portrait, take off the eye autofocus, get the jewelry, get something details, ba 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 ba. flip the switch, I'm in video, I get a few clips, and then the camera's off my face. And I just did probably what used to take me the day to get through because you had to reformat yourself and recalibrate. The lenses focus closer than ever before, so now I don't have to worry about that minimum focusing distance being an hindrance. I don't go to about focus breathing. Things are sharper towards the edges. We got wider apertures to make things more blown out if you wanted to. You know, there's just so much you can do with faster frames per second if you want to get that sequential shot. Everything is getting to a point where the limitations go away more and more, and then you're able to do more and more, but that doesn't mean you have the idea or the creative to do something with that tool. That's still on you. You mm -hmm. still have to get inspired from somewhere. And I know you pull a lot of inspiration from other photographers, first of all. You've worked with a lot of amazing photographers over the years, like Leibowitz, I think. And So I used to work with the pro, do the Pro Photo Master Series. Yeah. So on that, we did a, a behind-the-scenes shoot with Annie Leibowitz when she shot Connie Dufferin, uh, the president of Pro Photo. I got to work with Mary Ellen Mark. Wow. Greg Heisler. Greg Ice is amazing. Yeah, Matthew Jordan Smith, Kwaku Olsen, Kareem Black. Um, Should I pick up all these names you drop in? Is that what you want me to do? There's just so no. I'm, what I'm saying is like <laughs> everybody. I don't know where would where would I go with this? I think that the the thing I've learned is that when it comes to photography, like for instance, like my Mamiya Six, the main reason I have this camera is to photograph my family, because. The hardest people to photograph is your family. And with digital, it makes it exponentially more difficult. Because when you photograph your family with film, they have an expectation to never, ever see the picture. Nice. They're, they're, just, they're, they're over it <laughs> the moment it starts, right? And they're not going to ask to look at the back of the camera. They're going to be like, oh, you got that camera? And then they'll be like, oh, take another picture on my iPhone. And you're like, OK. Boom, done. Transaction complete. <laughs> I can sit on this picture for the next 10 years and no one is going to care. Like, for instance, my this is a funny story, right? And my sister's probably never going to watch this, so I could tell it. When my sister got proposed to, my, so my, half my family's from West Africa, right? 
very traditional West African family, but it, it just comes out during ceremonial stuff, right? So when my sister <laughs> got proposed to, my sister's, my, my sister's husband now came over to propose to my sister in front of my father. My father invited 10 of my uncles all the way and you have from- ten uncles? Oh, so my family is from, <laughs> my father's side of family is from Sierra Leone in West Africa. I probably have, oh my God. if I tried to count, I could easily get to 100 uncles without even like, without even batting an eye. Wow. I mean, my nephew's 10th birthday party, 315 people in the backyard over the course of like eight hours. How do you feed that many people in one shot? Oh, everybody brings food. Yeah. And there's so much food, people still have to take it away. You'd be surprised. You know, you used <clears> to go live during the pandemic. You went live on Instagram all the time with a cooking show, and I really wish you kept it going. My nephew's birthday party, I used to cook 90 pounds of jerk chicken on two grills over eight hours. How was that? Unbelievable. I love cook. I could sit behind a barbecue grill all day long. And so when I have a film camera, like if I go out on the street right now and start taking street portraits with a film camera, it's going to be one and done. No one's going to want to look at the back of the camera. They have more reverence for the film process. If I'm photographing a dancer and I'm shooting film, they will slow down for me. Mm -hmm. If I'm shooting digital, I got to keep up with them. Yeah, but do you think that it also took time for that to happen? Like people had to see more film shots out there in the wild? Because there was a time when they wasn't being shared. People Only like a few people were shooting film. Now it's like such mm -hmm. a trend that people are sharing and you know, actually are seeking it out. We're looking at a lot of HBO series are uh, being filmed on, on film, making the big thing out of it. Do you feel like that's part of it? No, I think that, uh, yes, but I, I think it's a different question. And I think the question is, how do you create reverence for your pro? How do you how do you have your team and your subjects create reverence for your process? Mm -hmm. And I feel like a, you need to prove that the outcome is going to be good, meaning have like a, a cool portfolio, right? But b, letting them understand how you got there, you know. And so explaining, like, let's say if I am shooting with a camera, let's say if I'm shooting with a very shallow depth of field. I'll tell the model before I'm shooting, like, just so you know, I'm shooting with, like, a very shallow depth of field, which means only one of your eyes will be in focus. Right. So I need you to be really still, and I'm only going to photograph maybe about a frame every 10 seconds. So if you do a pose, it's not that I don't like it. It's simply that it's taking me a little bit longer to set up and, and get the frame perfect. And I want the picture to be perfect. And when I hear that, it's like... Well, I'll just sit here as long as you need me to because we're working towards perfection. Yeah. And then other times you'll get people where you can actually see they're working insecurely. You'll get a model posing like a pose every three seconds and you almost can't even keep up with the flash. And how do you slow that down? So instead of having 300 pictures and 20 good ones, right. you can just shoot 20 good pictures. Yeah. You know, and I think that I, I taught a workshop and in the workshop, I, the first challenge was everybody had, I think it was like five minutes to photograph, right? And I turned, I was playing James Brown, I pumped the music all the way up, and then I'm running around like a drill sergeant yelling at everybody like to get the photograph. The models are posing, everyone's just like, bap, 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 bap. everybody came back and they took like, I'm gonna say they took like, 30, 50, 60 pictures a piece, if sometimes 100. Like, it was crazy. Jeez. The frames, arms cut off, heads yep, cut off, yep. door cut They're off. They're not even looking. Every, I, I, then I went back and said, okay, now everybody, we're going to do this again. You can only take five pictures, and there's no time limit. Right. Everybody came back. The frames looked good. Right. The focus was good. 
And even the models slowed down because now they actually knew the process too. Yeah. Uh, I just came back from London with Joe McNally, mm -hmm. right? And I found myself having to go and put my hand on someone's shoulder while they're shooting, like take a breath mm -hmm. and look at what you're doing for a second. Because you're not even checking and you're not even making sure what you're, they're making changes and going, going, because they almost get this anxiety of, well, I have to shoot, 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 shoot. And you have to take them for a second to go, they have no idea what you're trying to do, man. Like talk to them. Look at what they're doing. Show them where you are so they have an idea of what the frame is, so they have an idea of what the mood you're going for is. Right now, you're not even acting like they're there. But if you give them a second to go, you have time to breathe. We're not rushing this through. You have to take a second. They start understanding that there's more than just hitting that button. And I think a lot of the hitting the button thing, and this sounds shady, but is from the technology and the marketing of the industry going like, it'll do it for you. Just go. I don't know. I, don't. I think that's some of it. I ought to focus, pop, 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 like, yo, calm down for a second. No, Look I, at it. I think it's, I think that the, I think the act of photographing somebody is automatically jumping into a very intimate relationship and not knowing how to navigate it. Absolutely. And I feel like the one thing that you can do to show positive reinforcement is to take the picture. Because when a model poses, some photographers can instantly get, um, what would I call it, anxiety that they have to take the picture before she moves. And what the model is thinking is the person doesn't take the picture quick enough, I need to move to a different pose. Right. So now the model moved to a different pose. The photographer's like, man, I missed the last pose. Let me capture this pose. So I'm going to shoot really quick. Then the model changes to another pose. And you end up like just falling downhill. And you can see it during workshops. And so when I teach workshops now, one of the things I tell people is like, guess what? You get five pictures. Because now the picture has value. When someone's just da 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 the picture has no value anymore. No. Now the picture is not only to capture a, a photograph, but it's also part of the way you're communicating by letting them hear the shutter. It's like, okay, you did good. Okay, you did good. Okay, you did good. And they're sitting here like, okay, I must have did good. I must have did good. I must have did good. And then it just falls downhill. And you look at the back of the camera, you're like, the person's head's cut off. And they're like... Oh, because their main goal went to, like, satisfying that need, you know? Yeah, I, th I think there's a lot of factors. Mm -hmm. I think it's not just that. I've, I've also watched people just focus on the face, and that's all they think about, and then that's in the middle of the frame. They don't think about anything else. Things are getting cut off. And then you, it's almost like you have, the first thing you have to train people. I tell people the first thing they got to make a decision on is, <clears throat> what of the rest of the world are we cutting out 100%. for that frame? Because that's the starting point is, what is this frame? What are you trying to do? When you watch people go into a workshop and they're just going right towards a model, they literally just go, it's all face and, and whoa, whoa, breathe. We didn't even set a light yet. The lights point at the wall. What are you doing? It's almost like they're, they're so off to the races. You have to like yank them back for a second. And I always tell them to take a breath. Mm -hmm. and, after they, after they, and then they look and they, then that's when they start getting, then you give them a limit. Uh, the spray and pray stuff never really gets there. There is uh, questions in the chat. One mm -hmm. question was, what is the longest you've ever taken on one, for, on one shot? The longest I've ever taken on one shot? Yeah. Probably an entire day, eight hours. Yeah. Shooting still life. Tabletop will yeah, It'll I've get you. It's definitely taken that long. There, there's so many. So it, it's funny. I was doing a, um, it's actually a shoot for the channel that I ended up not doing after testing and realizing that I haven't fully figured it out yet because I, I do over plan. And so I was doing this still life shot in which I bought the, um, what's that little smoke machine? Smoke Genie? Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought it. I saw a, a video Lindsay did. She had the Smoke Genie. I was like, hmm, this Smoke Genie solves a problem. So I bought a Smoke Genie. And I was trying to get the smoke genie to lay smoke on a shoe that was hovering above a piece of plexiglass because I wanted to get this, like, cool reflection and have the smoke and everything. And 
I was working for the smoke for about, and anyone who really works with smoke, like the temperature of the room can change the way that it flows, the way that it's coming out really? of the device can change everything. And so the smoke just wasn't, it, w it wasn't resting on the, the plexiglass properly. And it was like leaving this like weird film, you know? So it was like, man, I should have switched up, used a different substrate, did this. And so every time we did the shot, then we had to wipe it. Yep. Or if you're ever working inside of a tank, and every time you do the shot, the tank gets cloudy and you literally have to dump the water and then refill the tank. And then it, yeah, I've spent an entire day to get a shot. And sometimes, oftentimes I'll be, I'll do an entire shoot before the shoot. So when I get to the shoot, I know everything can go wrong. And sometimes in those days, I'll spend an entire eight hours just figuring out how to get a, a shot done. So what do you say to people that are like, why are you taking that long? Just use AI. Um... I would say, A, you could be right. I haven't spent enough time with AI to know whether or not it would do the same exact thing. And I know this process here is ultimately going to work. And I could copyright it. <laughs> and my client can copyright it. Um, but I, I think that my conversation with AI is it's changing every day. And so I really don't know. But depending on what the job is, I do know the traditional way works. Yep. And even on Adobe, when I use AI sometimes, if there's a lot of skin showing, even if it's just an arm or something like that, it'll reject me. It'll be like, this, we will not process this image because it goes against such and such standards. And I'm just like, oh. Or if there's like a flesh tone background, anything that has that skin tone variation, if there's too much of it, sometimes it'll get rejected. And so the fact that there's still someone's ethics built into AI yeah. and I can't just get it to do whatever I want it to do right now for me makes it very difficult to guarantee to a client that we're going to get what we want to get. That's that's true, too, because that, there's a variable of we don't know what this thing's going to think. A hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, so where do you think? I mean, well, first of all, AI is moving fast. Like, wow. I love I've, it. It's crazy where we just the beginning of this year to where we are now. Every trade show is AI this. Every channel is talking about AI that. The, the Adobe, uh, what was it, beta? Yeah, the Adobe beta was like a whole thing. And now, I mean, we just had someone, Travis Keys, in here the other night mm -hmm. talking about, let's create a portrait using AI. And like he just created the environment with AI. And I'm like, my thing with AI, and knock yourselves out, have fun, and as creator, uh, I'll, I'm all for more people have more tools. But as a viewer, I'm like, I don't really care what this thing told me to look at. Mm -hmm. Like, I want something that you shot or something. Like, I don't. You just got it to get somewhere and you chose an option from it. Like, that's not to me like something I want to spend my time ingesting as a viewer. Yeah, I think the thing that's going to happen with AI is, do you remember, I don't know how many years ago when video chat came out and everybody hated it? Video <clears throat> chat? Like, they had video chat phones that you could have, like, in your house. And everybody thought video chat was going to be, like, a big thing. And it was horrible because people were just like, I don't want a video chat. Like... People didn't want to FaceTime. It was like you had like a regular, I'm dating myself, but you, you could get like a video phone, but it was like it never took off. It was like Dude, the worst every, idea in the world. I, all I see is kids on the train <clears throat> on video calls, and all you see is someone like this on the phone, and I'm like, what is the point of this? And, and so now <laughs> it's changed. I think the simple fact that you could like hold the phone up, you could edit the frame, people are getting much more used to like FaceTiming and being live. I mean, I remember there was an app called Ustream. Yeah, I know Ustream, right? yep, yeah. And I remember... There was a famous rapper, not to name drop, who would announce that he was going to go on Ustream while he was in the studio. And all you would watch is him 
setting up like a soundboard or like talking to people in the studio. You couldn't even hear the conversation. There were right. no microphones. And you got millions of people coming in, shutting down the Ustream server. What do you think Twitch is right now? Three months later, you get 100 people tuning in. No one cared anymore. You know, and so I think that it, it's going to... It's going to ebb and flow. I'm, I'm all here for, for AI. And I think, you know, I remember when the first Mac G3 came out. Yep. And they said that it was actually considered a weapon because it processed so fast. And so you couldn't. No, it was serious. Like in certain countries, they wouldn't let you ship them there because it was like too fast. They didn't want it. You know, I, now that computer can't even like open up a, a GFX file. First of all, the G3, I had the G3, and that thing had a was famous for having a defective logic board. I went through three of them until they gave me a G5 in replacement. Only you would get three defective logic boards. I get, yo, <laughs> yo. Now, tell me, does someone in this chat has also had the G3 problem? Don't start that with me. And also, I just I had my phone fry. Like, out, Yeah, I guess I do have bad luck with See? Some. What are you doing with all this stuff? See, you need to get some analog stuff in. I do got plenty of analog, man. I still got my 503. I still got my Mamiya 645D that I shot the Ikea ad campaign mm -hmm. with. I still got my Graphlex, my Cambo 45 long rail with my ILX number 5 shutter. Um, and I still got my Nikon F6 F100s. And I still got 10 tons of vintage cameras that I'm always saying, one day <laughs> I'm going to load one of these and go shoot. No, I mean, my, the next camera I'm looking for is actually a Fuji... They, they make a the swing six, ones, a six by seven. Yes. It's, and it's only like a thousand dollars in the use in the used market. Peter Lick is rocking a Fuji to do those panoramics with. And they make a six by nine, too. That's a big camera. That is a huge camera. And you know who used those wedding guys to shoot the table photos? Remember? Hey, it makes sense. It's just it crazy what wedding photographers used to have, like full on Bronica kits. And then just to get the table, they had a swing lens. <laughs> and you're like, what? Now it's like people are shooting on phones. But it's a hey, if, if it works, you know. Oh, Ab is really old. <laughs> <laughs> Ab was present at the invention of the wheel. I, nah. I, I wish I But it's, it's an industry that's always changing. It, I feel young because the industry is always changing. And I feel like I'm always chasing it. What is, well, what is uh, being around so much mm -hmm. and being a lighting guy, what's something that you're hoping lighting gets to as far as like the tech wise? I have to say this where I don't offend. Uh, so let me give a, some background story. I've worked for Profoto for probably 10 years. I've worked for Bowens. I've worked with Broncolor. I've worked with Ellen Chrome. I've done some stuff with Godox. I've worked with more lighting companies than anybody else in the industry. And so I have a little bit of a view under the curtain in terms of lighting. And I feel as if though the thing that I feel as though needs to change is I want to see more light shapers designed with intent, and I want to see more lighting companies actually look at the science, the output, the throw, the true benefit of making a light besides just putting out another umbrella and saying it's parabolic. Yeah, I think we see a lot of, like, one somebody puts something out, and then everybody puts a copy of it version out there that's sort of like it, and they t title it something that people are looking for, or they make it a lower-cost version. And in the end, you're kind of, I mean, this guy did the definitive parabolic video, and parabolics are the snobbiest light shape on Earth. You'll ever have somebody go, that's not true parabolic. That's like the one phrase you hear all the time. Go watch this video about what true parabolics are. Ab did an amazing job and, and was very brave to put this video out. You were, you were waiting for trolls on this one, I feel. I, I, no, I, I kept it troll-proof. So 
Keith Myers, have you seen the Black Beauty dish? I have. <laughs> so yeah, we so, have similar thoughts on this one. So, so let me. Let's not. Let's we're not here to bash anyone. First no, of all, again, the, the reason I can't bash anything is because I'll just talk about the science of it. Right. So any surface, whether it's the surface of this paper, this, the inside of this beauty dish, there's this law called Lambert's cosine law, right, or the the Lambertian effect which basically dictates how light is going to bounce off of a surface once it hits it. A very shiny surface is going to be very, very reflective. A very um, matte or or textured surface is going to scatter a lot of light, which is the scientific term to use, right? And so at the end of the day, whether you have a black surface, white surface, tan surface, red surface, whatever the surface is, it is going to scatter light in a certain way. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the Lambertian effect. So you can have a black surface that actually scatters light similarly to a white surface. Or you can have a very shiny black surface that could scatter light very similarly to a silver surface. But the thing black is going to do is absorb more light energy. Right. Therefore, you are going to lose output. Right. And so the one question I would tell anybody is. When you're buying this dish, what is the intent? If you want softer light, and if you're saying this is going to be softer, less harsh light, ultimately what you want is a large light source that has a lot of scatter, a ton of scatter, right? By reducing the power, you're just taking away intensity. You're not doing anything possibly to reduce the scatter of the surface. Well, the other problem to that equation is a lot of the examples from that dish have been with the diffuser in front of it, which the diffuser becomes the light source. So if you're going to tell me that the touchdown cuts down specularity, specularity is a reflection of the light source. If a giant white sheet that has light coming through it isn't reflecting off a surface, you're crazy. Yeah, like so, that's absolutely causing. So I would say at the end of the day, and, and this is, I, I say this not even to be nice, right? Excuse me. I get all choked up about these things. <laughs> and say, you know, at the end of the day, the more experienced you get as a photographer, the more things you're able to do with intent. Right. We and so about. when you pick up a light shaper, you should be using it with a certain intention in mind. And you should understand if it's actually getting you there. Mm-hmm. Or if you are, you know, like, there's two ways you could drive down the street, right? You could, if you have a, let's say you have a manual transmission, right? You can get everywhere in first gear at 9,000 RPM, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can. You're going to slowly, but you're going to burn it out. Yeah. Like things that I would consider if you have a surface that, and let me know when this is getting like too geeky, not interesting. This or, is a you channel know. to get nerdy on if there's if, ever. If you're absorbing more light, you're creating more heat. More heat that you create, you could possibly slow down the recycling time of the light that you're using, and you could be causing it to work harder. You know, like, let's say, like, the difference between, like, a 500-watt strobe and a 500-watt LED is, in my, in my real-world practices, if you have, like, a Nanlite Forza 500 yeah. and you have a Profoto D2 500, you're going to have about a five-stop difference between the two. So am I going to put a softbox on a strobe to get a five-stop difference? Or would I have a better benefit of just using a white softbox 
on a NAND light and having a constant light to get a five-stop difference, you know? Yeah. If you use TTL, right off the back, when you go from, not if you use high-speed sync, if you go from 200th of a second to the point where you're now over-cranking it, let's say a 250th of a second, yeah. normally your drop is three stops right off the back. Yep. And, so, and you're cranking the power in the strobe all the way up. All the way up. All the way up. And so if now I have a black beauty dish, or if I'm reflecting light off a black surface, now I've just put my put myself in a deeper hole. And you're also putting yourself at risk of an unreliable light. The more you make it work, the hotter it can get, the more it can color shift. And then you're also talking about recycle times being all over the place. And then what if you're on battery power and it eats up even more than that? Like, it just goes on and on. The trade-off to me for something that I don't even see happening is just too much. And, and it also puts wear and tear on your gear in the end, in my opinion. But mm. um, what I will say is that when we, we talk about intent a lot here on this channel, right? Like you always hear when we do demos that we're like, make sure you're coming up with the intent of the shot before you start going into it. 100%. That goes with the, the choice of the tools as well, not just the creative. You know, which is why mm -hmm. I think you're getting at pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah my, my thing is, like, once you know what your intentions are, understand if this is the right tool for the job that eliminates the the um, the barrier between getting the image that you're looking for. Because they're the way I've seen these light shapers used, I feel like after 20 years of experience, there are much better ways to get there. There you go. That's the, that is the most cordial and diplomatic way I've ever heard that explained. So congratulations on that. And if you guys want to know like the real modifier, check out the power abbolic in the parabolic <laughs> video at the end of the video. He has a secret Easter egg on that one. Check out his, his homemade power abbolic, which yeah. should be coming to market soon. Because <laughs> yeah, you don't want, you actually don't want a perfect parabolic reflector. So you know what a perfect parabolic reflector? You know, you like Batman. <laughs> the bat signal is pretty much a perfect parabolic reflector, right? It's a spot. No, it's a so it's a parabolic reflector. In order to get the beam to do what it's doing at that amount of output, so when you use a lens in front of something to make it a spotlight, you're eating up a lot of power. Yeah. But when you put a reflector behind it, that's a parabolic lens that then collimates the light you can get a lot more power out of it and you can get a much broader beam. The lens that it would take to make one of those, I mean, that would be like a $100,000 lens. All right, you guys all have homework like a reflector. now. You have all have homework now. I need a meme of Ab in front of the, the bat, bat signal. signal with a light meter giving us a reading. Yeah. That's, I need that on Actually, Twitter ASAP. When we, do the, the, when we do the night broadcast, we should get, we should get those. We should get pair of, like, those and put them on the roof you know i actually have a bat signal glass uh stencil for my focusing spot um, we can get one of those on the roof that would be amazing i have an every altman, time adorama goes live so i have an altman customized powered out to a 4800 watt second cable but i got mm -hmm. a pigtail to a 24 but if you can get me a 4800 watt second pack i've got a focusing bat old school and new school uh, bat signal and venom, venom insignia, mm -hmm. by the way. But it's not a focus spot. It's actually. I know, I know. I know. It, I it you, looks Bobby. like a, a which, it looks almost the same technology using the Fresnel. Like if you take the Fresnel glass off of it and look at the reflector in the back of no, the I know. thing. No, I know. It's out. I get it. I it's get like it. a parabolic. Yeah. And uh, by the way, if you tried the Fresnel on the small Fresnel that Photo put out for the uh, A2 and the A series. I have not yet. I, I have two of them in my bag. I'm addicted to you them. You love them? Yo, I'm gonna show you some stuff when you after this. You're gonna be like, "Damn, I need like five. Ten. I'll well, probably I'll probably take ten. I'll probably take ten. It's like, yo, hold up. 
See, I'm I'm shopping early. You guys should be coming down here and shop right now. And no, if you guys no get down selling. here, no hard here, selling. What are you doing? No, no, Abhart sells everything. We can go shopping together in the store. I want a cart though. Like I want to run around the store with a cart and and put stuff in. Like that '90s show. What was it? Uh, Supermarket Sweep. Yeah. Supermarket. So that thing adds, gets me over one and a half stops more power, and it gets the light to not spread everywhere and be even when it hits. It's and so really nuts. What the what each one of these lenses does is it's collimating the light. No, I get it. To a to a degree. He's going up to the camera. Is it you're gonna ruin my focus? Oh no, he's putting it in front. That's kind of cool. Hmm. Makes me feel like I've had too many herbs on my pizza. But, uh, but you know what also it's really good is you put it a small light into a bigger light source. You get mm -hmm. a stop and a half more power out of it, and it's, it's nice. I dig it. And I, I like the construction of it. And it just clicks on? Yeah, it's just it's magnetic. Yeah. Nice. I love it. Anyway, I think we're, like, well over time here. No, nah, not that well. Uh, Ronald's asking, when do you think LEDs will fully replace uh, current flashes? When do you think LEDs will replace current flashes? So I think LEDs will never replace current flashes. Because I think there's always going to be rooms for, I, so again, so what I was saying earlier, like in order to get an LED that is equivalent to the power of strobe is going to mean getting rid of a ton of heat. So let's say right now a 2400 watt LED is probably, Seth, correct me if I'm wrong, it's all together, it's like a 40 to 50 pound package. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And a 2,400-watt strobe right now is probably like 25-pound package. Uh, yeah. If I get a job where I have to light an entire, like, street, or if I get a job which I'm going to be losing a massive amount of efficiency. And so let's say if I'm using a red gel minus three stops, going through diffusion, losing another stop, bouncing off of something, losing two stops. I think that... LEDs are always going to get really, really, they're going to get really, really good. I think strobes are going to continue to get really, really good. And I think that it's, can I digress for a second? At the <laughs> like end of the day, it. at the end of the day, it's all, it's all light. It actually doesn't matter. Like once you know what your intention is, then you use the light that serves the intention properly. So let's say, here's a case in point. I'm a wedding photographer, right? And I want to light up the entire dance floor. I'm going to walk in there with my LEDs banged at the wall and light the whole thing up, blinding everybody. And, and ruin the whole atmosphere. No, I'm going to hit them with strobes. And also, They're not even going to know I was there. Keep in mind, you have to also think of like, one of the things about LED is, well, if you're a hybrid shooter and you're doing video as well as stills, that's a different use case than doing stills, right? I've watched people set up heavy big leds to do stills with them like i get you more power out of a speed light right now like that would fit in your backpack with the same modifier and so like what was the real thing here well i want to be able to see the light okay well if that's if the trade-off of carrying that big case just so you can see the light in real time another story but i'd rather just have a lot of power conveniently than have to worry about every and also plugging in running battery like that these are two things you got to think about right so LEDs also, as of right now, and I, I think you're going to agree with this, right? Mm -hmm. LEDs that's, that technically flash right now kind of don't. They're just a short, continuous light because if shutter speed starts affecting your exposure, 
during a strobe, it's actually a continuous source, which is what's happening with a lot of the LEDs that happen to flash. Yeah, the problem with LEDs right now is heat. And the brighter you get, the more heat you have to get rid of. And that is always computers are still using these big, huge. I mean, Seth has a computer over here that looks like it should be a, a intercooler on the front of like some souped up Volkswagen. Or it something, is streaming you know? us right now. Thank you very much. And it's done an unbelievable <laughs> job, you know. And so I think it's I think it's one of those things where I I think it's never it's never going to happen. I think strobes are going to get smaller, and more powerful. I think LEDs are going to get smaller, and more powerful. But I think, you know. I still use tungsten a lot to this day. I also, I, you also got to think, like, if you're trying to get power out of something, like he just said, with it being blazing, yeah, if you're shooting a model and they're just being murdered by this light and their eyes are killing them and they're, they're getting fatigued by being in front of so much light because you're trying to get to the power of what a strobe could already give you, it's another factor. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so I, I love LEDs. I'm actually... Yeah, I just I just sent a friend who's an engineer an idea of a, like a strobe LED combination. I think it'd be really cool. Um, it'll never get made, but I can dream. <laughs> uh, I just I throw all these ideas out there for free, and people are like, oh, you should patent it, and I'm just like, no. I will say I think Profoto's on like a good kick right now because I can actually use my B10Xs as a constant light on, in a pinch. So mm -hmm. I think like the goal would actually be for me personally. I keep hitting this mic, sorry guys where we have strobes, but with a good enough LED modeling light to be able to use as a constant source when I need that, instead of one or the other, which I think is really where I would like to see things go. Yeah. No, I, I think a more popular model, but I still love tungsten. Like, I, I think... Tungsten has amazing color. If you balance for tungsten in a real tungsten light source, skin tones are amazing. Do you know why that is? Go for it. Give it to me. Lay it on me, girl. Do it. Tell me that. Tell me. So you look in my eyes. Look in my eyes. Look in my eyes. Look at it. So you <laughs> have to understand the reflective qualities of skin. And so if you look at the light that comes off of skin, yeah. you get blue, you get a dip in green, and then you get more red. The problem with LEDs is they put out so much blue yeah. that com they put out so much blue compared to tungsten. Tungsten has very little blue, and then it just goes into the red. And so it changes the way the light reflects on the different layers of skin. Because you have three layers of skin. You have, like, the dermis, you have, like, the epidermis, yeah, and then you have the... I got ink stuck between all of them. Don't worry. And No, depending on, like, the layer of fat that you have there and how close the veins are to the top, you all wanna, this... You want to get into anatomics with me about bloodstreams and stuff? <laughs> Just don't cut me. <laughs> but, no, it, it's every... When you're dealing with 1% differences, all this stuff has a purpose. You also have to think about where's your final destination for these images to be delivered to the world and if you're slinging it on social it's going to crush everything anyway how critical is it to you right I think social looks pretty good youtube yeah. i haven't figured out though youtube has a compression issue i'd say sometimes I think, i'm like jeez yeah like you know but in you terms can, of instagram looks pretty good instagram's gotten a lot better but it's still my i find it crushes black and white tones a lot for me this I, i'm like where that where did half my skin tones go I haven't. Put, I gotta put put some black and whites up there. I actually haven't haven't put any black and whites up there. But it, but YouTube, it's like you can put up 8K video, but the, it, it does this VP9 compression, and I'm like, why are there bands on everything all of a sudden? What's, it, what's that? Is there any adapter that makes the B10 modeling light more powerful? Nope, not that I know of. Good. Oh, Travis, what's going on, Travis? Is there any adapter that makes the B10 modeling light more powerful? If if there's anything that does make a light more powerful, it would probably be something like a Fresnel but then you're stuck with that kind of look of the light. 
So what I'm talking about is more so of just like if it's in a soft box. Um, I we actually filmed. What did we do that? We filmed the B10 X video on this channel. We filmed my talking part with the modeling lights and zoom out at the end to show you that. It's it's a uh, uh, the only thing I'd say about that is, like he said, heat's a problem. Fans kick on inside the lights and you hear it. So if you're doing video and you're sensitive to that kind of noise pollution, that might not be an option for you. So I think what I would like to see is it get to a point where we can not have fans kick on higher output and get a hybrid. But I don't think that we're going to see LEDs actually replace strobes. I think they're two different tools. Oh, 100%. And unless they can figure out a way to get to ramp strobes up, I mean, to ramp LEDs up to because the, the way they, they, they basically like overclock LED to get yes. it to show. Yep. yep. And they just do it real quick. So the flash duration isn't great. Nope. Um, it's too long. And my guess is the color could probably get a little funky, but I'm not 100% sure. I haven't tested that. But I think ultimately heat is the biggest, the biggest problem. Because a lot of LEDs can take more power than they send to them. But they take a LED that could take more power, send less power to it because it, it preserves the life of the LED. Yeah, it's it's also he is the thing that we're all going to be battling now because now we have smaller gear, right? That's always a, causes more heat to bottle up. We have, and I'm talking about cameras, everything processing a lot more data, right? More resolution, more bits, more everything, and we're going to have to find a way to get that. It, it's going to create heat, so I think that's the next battle for engineers right now. Is especially if they're going to try to overclock processes to get more specs out there to make the marketing look good is heat management, which we're seeing, right? I mean, some cameras have active cooling now, 100%. all sorts of stuff. So uh, I think that's the next battle is, um, is the processing power and the, uh, and the heat distribution. We're yeah. kind of going way someone, off here. No, someone asked about the Stella Pros. I think the Stella Pros, I, for me, so I used to work for Stella Pro too. I forgot to throw them in the mix. <laughs> but I used to work for Stella Pro for about three years. I worked for Bic Lighters. And I used to use that light too. I found if you needed to take location lighting somewhere, it was the most compact and powerful built-in battery location lighting kit that could handle anything in terms of like the elements. Because there used to be a dive light company, yeah, and they used to make bike lights first, so they had the weatherproofing and sealing. I just found they weren't that shapeable. And the I remember the underwater lights. The water was the cooling. What, what was the... Um, oh, they just didn't need it. It was... They, they weren't... I mean, yeah. they measured everything in lumens, and I think, like, they topped out around seven, like, 5,000, 8,000, and 10,000 lumens. Yeah. And now they have the newer Stella Pros that are... Uh, that flash also and all that stuff. Yeah. And again, they're just overclocking it real yeah. quick. Yeah. And, like, very quick. But again, for me, a strobe has to have flash duration short enough to still be a strobe. And I think these are still dependent on a shutter speed. Go on for this mm. forever. Um, listen, guys, if you want, this is Abcise. You can follow him here, Abcise photo, uh, Abcise underscore photo on the, IG. There you go. The thing. Don't forget to check out Level Up on our YouTube channel right here. He's got his own series. Is it, what's it, once a month? Yeah, once a month. Once a month. And uh, we're going to be doing more stuff with him, obviously. He's, he's uh, you know, he's family. Ab, I see you every day. I talk to you all the time. So, you know, I'll just, I'll just tell you. Every, every day this guy sends me an Instagram story or a reel of something. Something. <laughs> something. And I don't know what it is. I just get his caption. He's like, oh, that bear must have been hungry. Oh, man, what happened now? <laughs> I got to open it up. Every morning I, I walk. And, and I, neither of us sleep, apparently, because we keep on. My DMs are crazy. I, yeah. I'm, I, if, if I DM you on Instagram, it means I like you. <laughs> Aw.
Uh, I, I ain't beating the hell out of this mic this time. <laughs> you are, and I'm being good. I know you are. I'm know. sitting here like Look, I, I, I have my fused spine, and you're just fused spine. I, uh, let's not get into back injuries. You act like you're at a comedy show doing that guy who smashes watermelon. Look, I went from Cliff like, Hausner, Hurricane Cliff Hausner, in here to you. He was here. And now you know. And now I got Daniel. I got Tropical Storm Daniel tomorrow. So it's going to be a whole thing. We got to do this more often. <laughs> I'm I'm coming back whether they like it or not. First Every of all, <laughs> I tried to get him in here to do a demo. He's like, I have to prepare no, for 17 I'm, th months. I'm going to do it. My demo's going to be right. It's going to be so right. <laughs> He's going to get wait. three minutes in and a monkey wrench is going to get thrown at him from an audience It's going to be a locked door demo. Like, locked door demo. Yeah. I'll tell you, we're going to lock the door once it starts. No one can leave. <laughs> no, no, we're ordering pizza. It's like a pro roller. We're going to get a porta potty back there. That's it. No one's going anywhere. Uh, there's a lot of professional photographers out there, yet I haven't seen anyone like Seth being bro level with so many legends. As one of those, Ab, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Why are we friends? Why are we friends? I don't, you know what? I don't know why. I don't even know why. You kind of don't have a choice. It's like, what's that? that like, you don't have a choice? What? I, what? I no, don't have a choice? You, no, what, don't you know when you kidnap somebody and they're <laughs> just, what's that law? It's like that effect. That's what I have. Stockholm syndrome. Why do you know that so quickly? You know what it is? I think in this industry, when you find people that actually can talk the right talk and have been through things and have the same experience level, not that I'm trying to have an ego here, but there really is something after two <laughs> decades 100%. that you gain that when you find those other people, you just connect on that level no matter what. And I think respect is the most valuable currency in this industry 100 and i look at street credit as the most valuable thing i can always have and i will never compromise it so you know when you when you get on those sets and guys like ab lets you on those sets you got to treat it like it's a huge privilege and i think when that comes across you end up being friends for a long time and i can always depend on this guy. if i needed something if i need another guy in set this guy has no ego he's like yeah i'll move lights i'll do whatever he will come do it because he just wants to shoot and i would do anything for this guy too he wants to get me on a ladder and start putting things up i got tape gels i'll tape gels Done. whatever you need man we're doing it i was your assistant on the r3 shoot with a blown disc in my back you did an amazing job too oh thanks i did absolutely nothing i laid on my back the whole time <laughs> <laughs> but my man did great on my halloween demo and uh, his series is really amazing don't forget to check out level up and uh i want to thank flashpoint for sponsoring this bada bing i want to thank uh brulita for the coffee bada boom unbelievable coffee and yeah it's pretty good right and uh, i want to thank all you guys for joining us if you're new to this channel hit subscribe don't forget to like share this video around and also hit us with a comment if you watch this on playback ab will go back to this video every day for three years and answer comments trust me he will <laughs> and adorama's discord he's got his own room in there so Adorama.com slash Discord. Keep the conversation going in the Discord. I'm trying to wake that thing back up. I know a lot of you are in there. Brad McMillan, Vagar, Ronald. I'll, and all I'll be in there today. I promise you I'll be in the Discord today. Sure, heard that promise. All right, guys, thank you so much. We will see you next week when I have the great and immortal Joe McNally with me. I'll see you guys next Wednesday, and we'll see you tomorrow here with Daniel Norton, 5 p.m. He'll be shooting live like he always does. Thanks, App. Thank you. Later, boss. Thanks for having me. Oh, we got it. That, that looks awkward. That whole, ow, Jesus Christ.